Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Recorded live. Yo, 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 this your boy Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We got Compton Politics Worldwide on T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We live tonight. We're going to have a great show. We got my boy Tim Ross from L.A. Today he's from L.A. I know he's from L.A., but I see he got a Georgia line. That's all good because I believe in the ATL. At the same time, you know, there's a lot of things going on out here in society. Um, you know, there's just so many things going on out here. We're going to be talking about different things. You know, this brother is versatile. He's about music. He's about community. We was chopping up the other day about the history and what's going on out here and his perspective what the problem, you know, what issues are out here and where did it start from, where did it come from. Um, we're just going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Like I say, this is T25CL.com, got us talk radio. This is Lorenzo Ellis Murphy. Tonight's guest is Tim Ross. He's going to come hard in the paint tonight. All right, I want to get it up to T25CL.com. We have five, six other shows coming on throughout the week, same time, 730. I have another show at 10 o'clock on Saturday. Just go to teach, go to www.t25cl.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, and um, check us out. You know, we sell independent music. We have artists come up. We've got a movie called United We Stand. It's a great movie. You have movies. You can do worldwide distribution with the movies, music. We have unsigned artists, independent artists, artists from all over the world. Um... Man, there's just a lot of things we do on T25. Check out our website. We're a 24-hour radio station. You know what I'm saying? We set it off. We're playing everybody genders of music, from rock to soul to gospel to rap to whatever. Playing everybody music. And if you're an independent artist, you want your music to be played live on the radio, get with T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Well, we're going to get straight to the punch. You know, so many things going on out here. And, um... It's just, we don't, I don't know where to start from, because like I say, t 25 com, Galaxy Talk Radio, um, it's just, it's just a lot of things we can hit on, but tonight, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let my boy Tim speak, because, you know, I let people have a voice, and let them talk about what they want to talk about, but I'll come in, come out, we have some calls, we'll have ask some questions. Hey, Tim Ross, well, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great, Zoe, man. Uh, off the top, I just want to thank you for allowing me or inviting me to your fantastic show. You know what I'm saying? I've heard a lot of great things about your show, and it's an honor, actually, to be here, you know, speaking with you this evening. You know what I'm saying? just want to let you know that, man. But I'm doing wonderful, man, doing great tonight, you know, this beautiful, like, Los Angeles evening. Actually, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been living here for a while, but originally from Atlanta, Georgia, grew up, born and raised in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? 
Wow. Okay. So how long you been down here in L.A.? You know what, man? I've been here. I moved out here like almost 18 years ago, dude. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it's like I'm from Atlanta. I mean, I'm from Los Angeles now. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, most of my my young, uh, you know, kind of age, you know, I, you know, was uh, well, my coming of age, so to speak, was uh, actually out here in Los Angeles. You know, uh, so that's that's basically I've been here for about 18 years, my brother. You know what I mean? So, so what could you tell me the difference between uh, Atlanta lifestyle and LA lifestyle? You know, like you say, you've been out here seventeen years, eighteen years. What's the difference now from then until now when you left Atlanta to LA? Well, when I first originally left uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta was like a like a, a Mayberry, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? You know, it wasn't as progressive at as it has become now, and uh, and LA was man, it was like during the, the, the era of, like, uh, the, the, you know, when the LAPD was, like, really crazy. Some may think that they're crazy now, but this was the era during when I first came out here, you know, uh, as a young man walking down the street, I would be going, like, I could be going, like, north on, like, let's say La Brea, and uh, police would be coming south. They would see me walking and do a U-turn and come just mess with me. You know what I'm saying? You know? It, it was crazy, you know what I'm saying, being from Atlanta, because Atlanta wasn't like that back then. Oh, man, it just was a culture shock, you know what I'm saying. Fast forward to the day. Now, Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, though it don't have that, that craziness with the police like they, you know, they did back in Los Angeles, but the reality of the whole, like, uh, uh, you know, gang culture, it seemed like uh, it has basically now caught up with Atlanta, you know. Uh, I, it, it was a it was a pattern of like I would see a lot of uh, I'm just gonna talk frank with you. I would see a lot of uh, like uh, like uh, people from you know like Arabs owning like gas stations and stuff like that, you know. And I would see a lot of brothers hanging out in front of the ga- uh, gas station, like when I first moved out here in Los Angeles. Now Atlanta is like that. You have a lot of Arabs that own like uh, gas stations. You know, I see like the the reality of like what was going on back in L.A. back then, going on in Atlanta now. So, honestly, it's not that much difference now. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just a little slower. That's about it. It's just a little slower. Atlanta's a little slower in the context of, like, uh, progression at this point. You know what I'm saying? You know, in my perspective, from my perspective, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, We was talking the other night, man. You was giving me the breakdown of what you felt about how not that we sold out as black people, but is this how the genocide trickled from here to there? And, you know, I always let people, you know, tell their opinion on what they're in. I like what you, your analogies on what you were saying uh, about, you know, the different levels and what was going on and what do you really, what's your thoughts on that from how you was breaking that down to me the other day? You know, it was really, well, yeah, really yeah, 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 the other night we was actually, you know, uh, you know, talking about, like, the reality of what's going on with us as black people, you know, um, uh, and and my take was that you know we have been been compromised, you know, in ways that we don't really really understand, you know what I'm saying? And what I did was I took it all the way back to the '60s, you know. Uh, this is right after Martin Luther King and John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, and Malcolm X was killed, you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, Johnson came in and he he won, uh, you know, the presidency, you know, after, you know, uh, by default after John Kennedy w- was killed, rather. 
and uh, passed the Civil Rights Bill, you know, the Civil Rights Act. You know, as black people, we looked at it as a win, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and, and for me, you know, like, like doing the research and looking back at it, you know, to me it was a way of of basically trying to calm down the, the uprising that was going on after, like, Martin Luther King was killed. So it, I looked at it like uh, as a, a chess move, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it looked like we got a win, you know, so we celebrated, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, behind the closed doors, as Nixon came into office, you know, they started the war on drugs, you know what I'm saying, through the, through the Nixon administration, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that's when the drugs were actually starting to be, like, socially engineered into our community, you know what I'm saying? And when the drugs were, 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 were socially engineered in our community, what that did was they, that, that, that create, created, like, a dominant subculture of crime in our community, so to speak, where where, you know, during the 70s it was like the, you know, the, the, the pimps, the black exploitation movies that uh, glorified, like, you know, the streets in terms of the pimps and all that kind of stuff, you know, and moving on, you know, to like uh, the 80s and 90s was like, you know, the whole drug dealer, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So that became our basically image in terms of, like who we were as black people, you know what I'm saying? You know, 70s was the pimp, and then the 80s was the drug dealer, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, for me, to me, it, 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 it came in and gave our community like a, a, a blow in terms of, of, of intellectual like, uh, like uh, growth, you know. Uh, I, I feel like it was a, a part of their plan to basically kind of uh, – Though we were thinking that we were getting something from the Civil Rights Act, but it, it you know, they came back with a with a with a, a covert plan through COINTELPRO, counterintelligence program of the United States government, basically to counter any rise of any other Black Messiah. You know what I'm saying? Which was the verbiage that was used, you know, uh, with uh, Jay Hoover. You know, uh, the drug basically, you know, concept or the uh, the the drug like plot, you know. Uh, Having the drug socially in our community was a, was basically a, a plot to to put us in you know for a setup for the prison industrial uh, uh, complex. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, so that that was basically what we were kind of like talking about. And I know you, you know, had a lot of experience like during the time during the 80s and stuff like because you you often talked. You know, you was telling me about like you was with um, the freeway. What you, you call them? The freeway boys. Yeah. Yeah, Freeway Boy, Freeway Rick Cruz, you know, we was the fall guys for the whole CIA gang. You know, Rick was, but at the same time, we was the soldiers that was on the front line that was pushing that way like that and just being a part of that, that era, you know what I mean, set trends and stuff. You know, a lot of the reason why guys think they ballers because we was ballers. A lot of guys that was rappers went to be dope dealers, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right, right. So, right, so, right. The whole transformation from uh, you had ladies that was strawberries, but you had also had guys that was raspberries, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You had right. guys turning tricks, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it was just 
the game of everything at the beginning, raising the price of sex up. First, you used to take a girl to McDonald's. Then, girls start end up getting Suzuki Jeeps and Barbuda salons. And you feel what I'm saying? Everybody who had car washes and sound system stores and tire places and rim shops. And it was right, a right. year where everybody had money, man. Really, for some reason, the 80s, that was a year that everybody was able to live good from the right. churches and, to the, to, yeah, yeah. And it, and it was based on a, on a, on a drug kind of economic, you know, impact. You know what I'm saying? And you know, uh, and and I looked at as I looked at as I look at as a a socially engineered phenomena basically coming from within the 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 counterintelligence program where they eliminated the, the Panthers, they eliminated like any like uh you know progressive movement, you know, that was basically telling us to stand up and, you know, basically create our own paradigm. They gave us a paradigm basically to basically integrate into that was, uh, you know, honestly, it was self-destructive, though it created opportunity and people were living good, but it was all from an illegal perspective, which gave them the justification then to lock us up, you know what I'm saying, which gave the, the bodies gave them more money for, you know, uh, the prison industrial complex, you know what I'm saying? I looked at all of that, you know, though some people might, might look at it as like, well, it was like, you know, uh, you know, real time for us. It was like, uh, you know, a, a time of prosperity, like you just said. It was a time, you know, where we, if, if you didn't have no jobs or if, you know, uh, you know, people talking about working for McDonald's getting 325 an hour, you know, when you're getting, you know, basically thousands of dollars a week, you know, uh, to sell uh, drugs, you know, it was like uh, a real survival opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. It was. One, because, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know? Right, right, right. It was good on one, on, on, on one level, you know, in our perception, you know, our perception, you know, uh, perception. I mean, I say that for a reason. And on another level, it was a re, uh, a reality that was uh, the root to our downfall. You know what I'm saying? Because we did, we didn't know that we were used on a military strategy style. You know what I'm saying? To set us up to be like, um, you know, uh, to set us up for being in prison. And set us up for black on black crime, you know, because I'm pretty sure there were a lot of, uh, you know, people probably that you knew that yeah that was basically killed by another black at the hands of another black man. You know what I'm saying back then. You know what I'm saying. I mean, it was you so many. It was so many brothers that just died because of just people had envy. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. like you was just saying about choices. It's like I can name two big mistakes I made that the choices I had and I didn't make them. When Bill Gates came out to give him $500 to help him with Microsoft. Microsoft wasn't even out yet. He right. had a little article in the newspaper, and he said, anybody got $500 that want to invest in my company? He wasn't even named yet. He said, just invest $500 in my company, and it was just like I ignored that little article. Look at Microsoft now, dude. I had a million or something of dollars. You feel what I'm saying? Just the yeah. mindset. The mindset. Yeah. And then I was, uh, you know, I was an athlete. You know, I was still top of the line in football, you know. So 1987, when the NFL had a scab league, 
I was playing semi-pro for Cal. I was one of the top semi-pro football players in California at the time when it was a drug trade because we had a semi-pro football team, the Freeway Boy, the Freeway Hurricanes. And we had to play that. football. So, mm-hmm. so what happened was I was so good at semi-pro when the NFL went on strike, I had an opportunity to go for, try out for the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. And do you know why I didn't go? Because you was making so much money, like, but in the drug they trade. Was give, they was only giving me $5,000 a game. Uh-huh. And I said, forget them. I'm making a million dollars a day. That was the stupidest move I ever could make in my life. But that right. money will have your mind so messed up. Yeah. Well, you just think that the most important thing is not important. Now, this thing about the Zippers said, oh, Kelsey is going to just play for fun. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is you was a young man, and a million dollars a day was opportunity, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was it was opportunity to have some money, uh, you know, and, and that, that's what it was for a lot, you know, because while, while that was going on in, uh, like, California and New York, you had, like, AC and Alpo, you know, who was basically doing the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Chicago, you had, like, the brothers, I forgot the brothers' name, but they had hit all over, which was, basically creating a certain mentality in our community, you know, it created a certain culture in our community, you know, uh, the, the crack epidemic, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it created a culture that gave us focus, you know, and, and priority on basically death, you know what I'm saying? You know, and then what they did was they, they uh, arrested a lot of the people, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, you know that in Atlanta they often call it a trap. And it was a trap because they knew exactly who they were giving the drugs to. You know what I'm saying? But of course. moving forward, Probably they can. created that that coach, that that whole experience created a certain culture, you know, of uh, you know crackheads, like you said, uh, strawberry brothers, raspberries. You know what I'm saying? That that eventually, uh, what happened? It was integrated into, like you know, uh, the music. You know. NWA when they first started out, it was like you, when you when you when you talk in uh, comfortable politics, you know what I'm saying. To me, I look at NWA; they were a political crew that were basically reporting, you know what I'm saying, uh, basically what was happening on the street. You know what I'm saying. That's when it first started out. Like when Ice Cube was a part of it, you know, I feel like Ice Cube had like a political edge, and he, uh, you know, kind of kind of was was basically telling the story. You know what I'm saying. Around the same time, though, Ice-T, he was actually talking about, like, the drug game, you know, with songs like Six in the Morning, you know what I'm saying? That appeal became such a strong appeal that the whole culture began to be integrated into the, uh, you know, the music out in, you know, you know uh, in New York and Los Angeles, you know, and, it, and what they were able to do was then turn that mentality into a, uh, a, a symbolic crack reality, so to speak, and sell that 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 orientation through the music. You know what I'm saying? You know, when we grew up, as I talked about, like the other day, we we used to emulate like uh, Michael Jackson and uh, you know Prince. You know, and yeah, I used to see guys. Bruce Lee. Walking- well, I remember we used to emulate Bruce Lee a lot coming out the karate movies. 
Yeah, yeah, the karate movies too, but it was just it was a little different though. Like the music just had us so like you know, like like enamored, you know, to the point where we wanted to be Prince, we wanted to be Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That were perm their hair and put on makeup back then, you know, and and we didn't look at it as gay. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Michael Jackson. You had dudes wearing the 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 red leather jackets, jackets, and you know, doing the moonwalk and stuff like that. So what well, the same phenomenon happened when, like, the gangster rap happened, you have a lot of young brothers looking at the ideology and the philosophies and opinion coming from, like, that street culture that basically they took that on as a way of life. And they began to live it. And what it did was it created more, you know, bodies for the, for the prison industrial complex. You know what I'm saying? You know? Right, right. To the point to where I feel like it has eliminated our our interest in basically standing up. I mean, like the music had hit hard. The gangster rap and the gangster music and the the uh, the celebration of the streets had hit our community so hard that even my father, you know what I'm saying? You had had my father emulating the reality of the music. You know, you know, people who weren't street you know, begin to talk street. You know what I'm saying? You know, even like the white community, the white community is so hard. You know, it just it just created a whole like embracing of the reality of being hard. You know, that was a that was a time when like, you know, if you were like rhyming or, or no not not if you were rhyming, but if you were like trying to talk to a lady and stuff like that, some of the ladies, you know, they wouldn't mess with you because you weren't like, you know, you wasn't that bad boy. You know what I'm saying? If he wasn't that bad boy, you know what I'm saying? They like they like the bad boys. You know what I'm saying? It is, it affected us so much, man. It, it just it 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 it, it affected relationships. And, and and to me, I also looked at it as because a lot of the drug dealers at the time they used to take all the money they have. They would like do freak shows like with the uh, like ladies from the strip club, and they would get them. You know what I'm saying? Like paying them to like you know sex each other and stuff like that. And I look at it like that created, like, the phenomenon of, like, all of a sudden you start seeing a huge pattern of black women who wanted to be with women, you know what I'm saying? You know, through the music, you know what I'm saying? We begin to emulate the music so much that it changed the direction, the complete direction of our community to the point to where we are today. I was talking to somebody earlier. He was still like, we have been completely compromised, you know, we are not effective in, in the context of uh, uh, of politics, you know. Uh, you know, we are not like um, you know unified to the point to where uh, like they were in the '60s, where we were standing up, you know, fighting for a cause. And every time we fight, we we fight and protest. But in terms of like creating legislation and creating policy to help our agenda, we don't have a power base to set agenda. You know what I'm saying? What it does, it, it like, you know, in the 60s they had that, you know, because there was just a movement of black love, black pride, you know what I'm saying? Black is beautiful, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I think James Brown had a song called, uh, what was the name of the song he had? Um, when he was just, just. Fight the Power. Fight, no, that was uh, the Isley Brothers had Fight the Power, you know. Um, um, James Brown had a song that was basically an anthem for black love, black pride that we dance to, to the point to where moving forward, we start dancing to the denigration of our community. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Which, 
like I said, moving back to today, it has got us in a place where we are we are we are dormant and we are interesting people. We are we are very like uh, collectively, you know what I'm saying? It's like the old unity, the old united front is almost basically gone. You know what I'm saying? What, what do you think about that, man? What is that? Huh? What is that as far as uh, the music? In, in terms of, uh, of like, where we are today and our effectiveness in terms of, like, community organization and, like, black pride and, you know, uh, being able to uh, be progressive and actually make stuff happen, get bills passed. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying. What, what, what's your perspective on like, like, like where we are today? Because you, you had gave, gave me your, your, your vantage point on that the other day when we were talking and stuff like that. So, like, what was your vantage point in terms of the reality of like, you know, uh, where we are today? Because you, you experienced all that, and and I want you to understand, it's not. I'm not like, I'm not like putting the situation. I'm not putting the whole. Thug reality against reality. I'm not putting it down because to me it was an organic process for us because you know you you economically you hurt someone and then all of a sudden there's this this opportunity to make millions of dollars selling drugs. I mean innately, you know what I'm saying? Who wouldn't do that? You know what I'm saying? It's like they 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 manipulated the reality of the economics and you know to the point during the Reagan era with a lot of cutbacks and there was not a lot of opportunity. So if you get faced with the chance to put some food on your table by selling drugs, I mean, it's like any man would do that. You know what I'm saying? You know, right, right. So it's not it's, it's not like I'm putting it down. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when you talk about this, people think that you actually uh you're you're putting it down. But no, it, for me, it ain't never putting it down. I just feel like we have been we've been tricked and used, and we just did not know like the reality of what was happening uh, to us. I feel like we have been like assaulted with a military strategy, and we just did not know, and we just kind of just fell right in line, whatever their with with, with whatever their uh you know social engineering tricks were. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. Well, my perspective with the whole, there's still a fight, but I think we're smarter than we've ever been because for one, the use they are not taking no mess from nobody. They have no filter, and we don't understand them. And the, and the people my age, half of them guys, are just now getting over being in trouble in their teens. Well, the youngsters now are in trouble in their teens. So a lot of guys my age, 52, 60, they just now getting out of trouble, or they just now getting clear from being on parole. You know what I'm saying? And the elders, if you look in our community in L.A., um, the population is, man, terrible because a lot of them are old and homeless out there pushing baskets. Yeah. They, you feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot of different levels that it did affect. You know what I mean? It is now a lot of independent women that's independent. I mean, I, I sit up and I've been talking to some ladies, and I, sometimes I'll catch a lady saying, well, you know, my man was tripping, so I had to do the man part. I feel like a man. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not right for you to sit here and say you felt like a man. Right. Because you did uh, uh, something that was on a level to where maybe a man was supposed to do it. And I said, well, women as women, my mama, I ain't never heard my mama say or my grandmother say 
she felt like my my granddaddy or my mother felt like she felt like she was doing the man part. Those were real women back then. Those women never claimed the fame of I feel like the father. I'm doing the father part, and they always kept that 100. percent I'm the mother. I'm right. the mother. Right. Never heard never heard that terminology ever until like these 2000s came. Not even in the 19 you know 19 19 women wouldn't stand that. They just called you uh, what you call a baby daddy or a deadbeat. You get at least they get called you a deadbeat dad. You feel what I'm right. saying? The woman yeah. never said, oh, I feel like the man, uh, he ain't doing nothing. Uh, 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 I feel like the man. I'm like, hold him up. Wait a minute. What do you mean you feel like the, you get a man? No, I said you. I, mean, I want a woman that feel like 100% woman. And if right, I'm broke, right. poor, in the middle, I'm still a man. And then another thing I heard a person say, oh, I'm going to let him be the man. I said, how are you going to let a man be a man, and it's up to God to let a man. I said, you're already a violation already to tell a man, oh, I'm going to let you be the man this time. It's going to be poor, middle class, or rich. That man is still a man. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be biased on, on that level, but those are things that I see what's going on. And right, then you have right. a lot of men that, excuse my friends, they bend just like women. They complaining. They got excuses. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's just so much... Seeds are already been planted out here. Right. There's a lot of people that's strong, that made it through, and it's just like individuals like us that's able to sit down and acknowledge each other and speak and talk and get to the point and understand each other and respect each other's decision. And no matter if you're right or wrong, it's, you know, we have to respect each other. Whenever you said it was respect there. And, you know, right. and then that's what it is. It's the choices everybody make now. It's about getting the right to look at that. Now, look at what's going on right now. They tear down all these racist statues and, and monuments and all that. Because you know why? We've been doing a lot of praying as black people. We've right. been doing a lot of praying. I know it's a whole lot of people grave, turn it over in their grave right now. Because mm-hmm. if you really look at it like I was speaking earlier, I'm like, look, you know, they had these clan rallies, but at the same time, who's on the front line? They're Caucasians. The Caucasians is on the front line. Every time you watch the news, yes, there's people out there black and they out there fighting, people getting killed. Nah, I got all that. Yeah, they're killing the black men, but I'm talking about the revolutionary, the revolution that's being televised, bro. When I'm looking at the news, and I know they say don't watch the news, but no. Every news I see is white people fighting against white people. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, what, it's not even about the question asking, what's wrong with that picture? Because there ain't nothing wrong with that picture. That shows me that somebody lied up on hierarchy, which everybody as a one race, they said they was one race at one time, where the middle class, the the uh, the, the trailer trash, and the poor and the rich, Donald Trump represents the rich. He don't represent middle class or poor people. So mm-hmm. that's with that. So those were the people that was fighting against the, the clans is the middle class and the poor together. Right, right. Uh-huh. So could you tell me why would they? Why is that happening right now from the difference between it was uh, back in the 60s and the 70s and usually uh, when it went down, I mean, black folks would hit on Latinos thinking they was Caucasians back in the ride because I used to run into that. It's like, he's not a Caucasian guy. That's a Latino. No, forget that, man. No, he and they're like, what do you think about that? What do you think about the transformation? Well, yeah, this, I definitely. This war, I definitely, just, like you can say, it's a civil war. You can say it's, a, it's really like a new civil war because it's like right. the south against the north. It's like the south against the north again. Yeah, 
it, it has changed to where they're from the reality of what you are speaking of and the reality of what I'm speaking of. What it is, it's just everything is on autopilot, and they're like what they, what they call splinter cells, and things are just splitting into like individual small cultures, you know, that has its, you know, uh, perspective, that has their concerns, they have what they want to stand up for, you know what I'm saying? They have, you know, like, you know, like what they believe in, you know, in terms of what's important to them as far as politics, you know, like what's happening like right now, you're saying that the uh, the whites are fighting each other, and it's just like, it's just like the reality of Trump coming to office, what it does, what it has done is, is brought out this, this, uh, this, this bold white supremacy, you know, type of mentality, you know, to the point to where they got so much heart that they on they on the on the train by themselves in the middle of the uh, uh, the black community, you know what I'm saying, standing up talking shit, you know what I'm saying, talking junk, you know what I mean, and right. it's, it's just a. Uh, uh, it's just a, the, believing the propaganda of America is going to be great again in terms of the reality, how they think of it, of like when it was like white is right kind of thing. So they're trying to create, recreate this old, this they call it the alt right. You know what I'm saying? Which is nothing but the 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 the, the dominant like old white supremacy being reimposed on like today's society, you know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of white people that are sympathizers with the reality of the image of where things are going, so they are deciding, like, no, we're not going that way anymore. Because you have a lot of white people that, like, it, it, like I, I had a friend of mine, she's, she's a white uh, young lady, and she's a part of an organization, uh, I think it's called, like, uh, Whites That Support, like, uh, All Blacks, uh, that, that, that Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying? You know, right. blacks, whites that support black life, they actually march and they stand up. They come out to the uh, the protests, you know what I'm saying, against the police and all that kind of stuff. Because you have a lot of white people that actually, you know, are like, you know, believing that the the the, the elitists are not, you know what I'm saying, like fair that are that that are basically uh, corrupt and that are, you know, creating war when where there's no threat giving us the illusion that there's a an enemy, you know, to basically, you know, fund the military industrial complex to sell weapons, you know, companies like Raytheon, you know, Bechtel, Halliburton and all that kind of stuff. You know, and you have a lot of white people that are hip to that game and they know the corruption was going that was going down and when they see in like black men being killed, they're saying, Hell no, hell no. You know, we're not going to stand for this. We, we, though we're white, we're going to show that we, we have humanity and we're going to stand up against this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really interesting, like, with this new, like, phenomenon of, like, what's happening in our society. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's amazing to see. You know, it just makes me wonder, like, where's all of this going? What is the end game in the reality of, like, where we're going as a society at this point? What's next? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you know, people are so upset that Obama got, I mean, not Obama, but but uh, 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 Trump has been elected to office. I always hear people constantly talking about, you know, uh, you know, we, we got him in office. You know, uh, we voted for him. 
talking about like the people, but the people didn't vote for him. The electoral college vote, vote votes for the president. You know, the the popular vote. Hillary uh, Clinton won uh, the popular vote. Not that she would have been even a better person to me. You know what I'm saying? She was just a woman, and I think it would have been just like the first black with Obama. You know, the first black president. She would have been the first woman. But you know, people are talking in the in the narrative. They're talking in as if like we I voted him in. No, you didn't vote him in. The the electoral college the electoral college voted him in, and I have never seen them. I don't know who they are. To me, they're a bunch of like elitist white men, and because he's voted in, I look at the electoral college as a loophole for white supremacy, and they're using Donald right. Trump. They're, they're, how they're he, using Donald how Trump. How was he able to use that? How was he able to use that loophole like that? Uh, because it's always been around. It was created for this. You know what I'm saying? When it was created, basically it was for, like, you know, manipulation. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and during the time they actually used the, the count of slaves to, to basically, you know, any other time, you know, they, they considered us, uh, you know, uh, what, three-fourths, three-fifths of a human being. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to fact check that in a few minutes. But um, so they considered us that. But during the time of collection, uh, during the time of the election, because they wanted the South basically to, uh, you know, basically have 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 dominance over the direction of the country, they 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 allowed slave slaves to be counted as as people. You know what I'm saying? To use that as a means of dominating the vote to get in. So if from the beginning it was a to, it was a, it was a white supremacist loophole. You know what I'm saying? And for whatever reason, and I. Yes, I'm a black man that still thinks that that there are there are a lot of elites, you know, they call them uh, eugenicists, you know, that believe that they are the superior race, and that the other, meaning like uh, blacks, Asians, brown people, you know, uh, you know, in terms of Mexicans and stuff like that, are don't deserve to benefit from the reality of our society and, and what our society really you know, offer us to benefit from. And there are a lot of benefits, but we just don't know. You know, what, how they set it up for us is that they, they set it up for us to be what I call like city revenue when the cops are basically uh, dispatched to basically come to the hood to pull people over, you know, for, for infractions and frivolous charges so that we can go to court and pay all those goddamn, uh, uh, you know, fees and court costs. You know what I'm saying? All that does is fuels the city revenue. So it's like how they deal with us is they deal with us as city revenue. You know, we become the revenue for the city because that is the, 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 the plot, you know what I'm saying? You know, because whenever you go to court, all you see is blacks and Mexicans, a few white people, but mainly you see blacks and Mexicans in there. We are funding the city through court costs. You know what I'm saying? And it's a Ponzi scheme to me. And they know this, you know what I'm saying? You know, going back to the reality of the whole white supremacist loophole, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the electoral college, you know what I'm saying? This is how I look at the situation. It's always a scheme, you know, it's always a, a, a long-term benefit for, for them. So Trump is, he's being used for a purpose, you know, just like I feel the same thing with uh, Obama. We was black people, he was the first black president. You know, when he got elected, everybody was crying, 
it, that's a great thing, you know, for the black man to be president, you know, and it breaks the barrier as 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 like like there's no no racism and all that kind of stuff, you know. It's a way to to give people the perception that you know we are progressing. You know, racism doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? You know, when actuality it it, it it's it's a tool used <laughs> basically for for long term agenda. So that's real. That's some real Trump, stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what that's I mean. so real. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, you know, um, I would, you know, I, now, you know, I have a little help over here. At the same time, uh, they got the song for me. Uh, you know, sometime back there, it's Compton Politics, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We're on here tonight with Tim Ross. I mean, what's your name? What's your nickname they give you? What's that nickname? I can't, yeah, I they really call, me, call me Hot Dudes. Call me Hot Dudes. That, okay. That's, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in a rap group. I'm in a rap group. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get right to that in a minute. I want to get that political part about where your head is at. You think so? Okay, the name was from James Brown was I'm black. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud. Why did I remember that? But that gave us, you know, during the time of black, that was during the time of like the the the, the black empowerment movement. You know, some people call it the the black power movement. I call it the empowerment because we were empowered. We were empowered with being ourselves. Well, we just let our hair grow into afros. We wrote, we wrote dashikis. You know what I'm saying? We called everybody brother, sister. You know what I'm saying? It was like a, a, a culture that, you know, that caused us to have self-love, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and embrace the reality, the reality of each other. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But, uh, but, but, but go ahead, Lorenzo. Yeah, but, you know, I was just letting you talk, man. Like I said, this is your night. Like I said, after this show, you better come back and grab this recording and use it for yourself. Um, okay. You know what I mean? That's yeah, 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 most of it. Yeah, most of it, yeah. Well, yeah. So what's up well, with your music, man? What's up with your music, man? What's up with that music? You send me some songs. I can't play your song. I probably could have played them, but it ain't going to sound like it's on the radio, man, so I'm not going to play around making it look like no it's doubt, on the like radio. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. We, I'm, in a, but, I'm in a, believe it or not, I'm in a, I'm in a hip-hop group, a rap group called Conscious Level. You can go to, you, you can go to uh, Reverb Nation and look in the search you know uh, the search uh, uh, bar in, in, within uh, Reverb Ma- uh, Nation and, and look up Conscious Level, C O N S C I O U S Level, L E V E L. You know what I'm saying? And and search us and check us out. What we are is we are three black men. You know we're actually four. We have a producer that does the music, but the three of us are from different. Like um, I would say perspectives. You know, we have one guy, his name is Extreme. Extreme, man, he he he, he was uh he grew up in Long Beach, you know what I'm saying? He was part of the uh the whole gang culture. He you know, he's part of the whole drug culture, you know, uh he's from the streets. So he's coming in with a street perspective. You know what I'm saying? And then we have our brother Salazar. Salazar he's a he's a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? So he's uh he's coming uh with the like uh the, the mainstream like a uh, political approach, you know what I'm saying, and perspective, you know what I'm saying. And then myself, I'm an activist. I'm like a black activist, so I'm coming. I'm coming with like black power, black empowerment. You know what I'm saying, like uh, you know a lot of the history. You know, l- looking at like what what my favorite thing is, like pointing out the pattern of the the, the elitist white man. You know what I'm saying. 
So we all have come together with our different perspectives as one, you know what I'm saying, to create like a, a musical genre, you know, of, uh, of conscious music, you know what I'm saying, you know, dealing in, you know, conspiracy theory or what I call conspiracy history, uh, spirituality, you know what I'm saying, like love, black love, you know what I'm saying, politics, you know what I mean. And uh, we're also on iTunes. You can go to iTunes and look up uh, Conscious Level, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S, Level, uh, L-E-V-E-L, you know. Uh, We have about 23 songs that you can pick from. Right now we're ranked number 50 on Reverb Nation. You know what I'm saying? What we're doing is our objective is to change the narrative. There's nothing, you know, you know, back when I was growing up, there was a there was conscious hip hop, you know, and it, it, you know, you had groups like Public Enemy, you had, uh, uh, you know, Poor Righteous Teachers, you had, uh, you know, Black Star, which was uh, Mosef and uh, Talib Kweli, uh, you had, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Guru, Guru, uh, who's you know passed away, rest in peace, uh, brother Guru. Uh, we had you had a lot of conscious uh, like artists. Um, uh, that today you don't really have that anymore. They've eliminated that reality. You know, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of people talking about uh, politics. You know, and I forgot to add. I don't know if I said public enemy. Public enemy was a was a strong influence. Uh, you know, uh, that talked about you know uh, the depth of like you know uh, you know community. You know what I'm saying? Um, history. You know, they, they mentioned uh, one time I was listening to a Public Enemy song. And this is why this is important to have conscious music. You know, I was listening to uh, uh, Public Enemy, and they mentioned somebody named Joanne Chesimar. You know what I'm saying? And what that did was it piqued my interest. You know what I'm saying? I was like, who is Joanne Chesimar? Who, who is that? You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, it made me, like, go and research that person and – that person is Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur right. was with, was with the uh, the Black Liberation Army during the seventies. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know they were a threat to the to the um, um, what you call it, the, the 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 government. You know it, it was they were they were one of the groups that they were trying to eliminate uh, through COINTELPRO and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know with Matula Shakur, they they trumped up charges on him. And and now he's still in jail to this day. But Matula Shakur, you know, uh, uh, they're all connected with uh, uh, Tupac's uh, uh, Phoenix Shakur. You know what I'm saying? This is this is too, uh, uh, Matula was uh, Tupac's uh, stepfather. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know he actually, you know that that's why Tupac was so like, uh, you know, he had depth. So he was so he dealt with the streets. You know what I'm saying? Tupac had a had a depth to him and a consciousness. And a political consciousness, you know, a spiritual consciousness and a political consciousness to him as well. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. And um, he he was he was basically, he was the fruit from from that like culture. You know, people like Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur was uh, was so unique to me because you know uh, she had got charged with uh, uh, you know killing like a uh, state trooper. You know what I'm saying? And and they uh, they locked her up, right? You know, I read, her, I read I read her book called uh, Sada. You know what I'm saying? Go get that book. It's a really good book. Uh, you know, and and uh, but anyway, she was locked up and um, basically uh, trumped up charges for for killing a a state trooper. And uh, she went to jail. You know what I'm saying? And and they broke her out of jail. 
you know what I'm saying, Black Liberation Army. They they broke her out of jail, you know what I'm saying, and um, and she now resides in Cuba. She's been in Cuba since the 70s, since her 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 being broken out, you know. And I thought that was amazing, you know what I'm saying. The power that we had, we were so organized, you know what I'm saying, as a community during that time. If one of ours was like locked up, you know what I'm saying, we uh. We, we came together and organized, we, we, we wanted to set her free. They definitely set her free, and she's been able to be free in Cuba, uh, you know, for, for since, since the 70s, you know what I'm saying? Just recently, probably about nine years ago, or, or I would say seven years ago, the FBI put her on the most wanted list. She's the first black woman on the FBI's most wanted list, you know what I'm saying? But she's down in Cuba, and Cuba protected her. You know what I'm saying? They would not give her up. They always try to, uh, and it's amazing how they do this. Each administration, you know, from Obama to Bush to Trump, they always try to get Cuba, Cuba, Cuba to like give give Assata Shakur up, and they protect her. You know, she's she's a political. She has a you know p- political um, you know uh, I forgot what you call it, but she's safe there. They, they, you know, they they won't they won't they will not give get her up, and I'm and that and that's something that I'm proud of, you know what I'm saying? As as, as a person to know that name and all this, I learned all this from listening to to Public Enemy. And I'm going back to the reality of why I'm saying all this. I'm saying all this is because nowadays the reality of conscious black music, conscious hip hop, you know, it's it's they they won't they won't give it a chance. They won't they won't it, 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 they they look at it as like it's a phenomenon that don't sell, you know, or they'll say. That this music sells more that that represents like a lot of the party life and Molly, you know, popping and you know being with this woman, being with that woman, just a frivolous life, you know what I'm saying? But you know, uh, in terms of the conscious music, I feel like they purposely don't allow that to to basically come forth in the mainstream because of the reality of you know it, it might inspire and may provoke young people because at the time I was young when I was listening to Public Enemy, it provoked me to go research. They don't want black people young black people to, to, to be provoked, to stand up and learn about themselves and learn the history and stuff like that. They want to keep us dumbed down. You know what I'm saying? They want to keep us, like, in a, in a haze. You know what I'm saying? They want to keep us from, from, from thinking, from critical thinking, which I think is very important. You know what I'm saying? We go to school because we want to become critical thinkers. We don't go to school just to, to, just to, to, to spit back information that they tell us to remember. You know what I'm saying? We we go right, to right. because you know what I'm saying. We want we want to become critical thinkers. We want we want to we want to become the the the, the chess players. We want to, we, we want to become the, the 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 chess players of life, where we're dealing with politics, where we are creating policy, we're creating legislation. You know what I'm saying? We're creating a movement that 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 supports our agenda. You know what I'm saying? As black people, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know this this is the potential of what could happen if they allow the reality of conscious, uh, conscious hip-hop to basically be like, you know, the mainstream just like it was back when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? So conscious level, that's what we do. We do, we do hip-hop like basically with a message, with information. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We got 23 songs. You know, we got a song talking about secret societies. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, you know, uh, you know each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got songs. You know, uh, you know, talking about like, uh, you know, like, like for, for instance, my name is Haduj. Well, H A D U J is basically backwards for Judah. So 
Judah basically is like the tribe of Judah. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people think that that a lot of people know that uh, the tribe of Judah was us as black people here in, you know, America. We we come from the tribe of Judah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they 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 want to erase our you know connection to ourselves. So what we do is we try to talk about a lot of things to make people provoke, you know, thought to thinking to go and research to go in to look up you know what we said because you never believe what anybody's saying, you know what I'm saying? What you want to do is you want to fact check. You want to take what they say, and then you want to go look it up. You want to educate yourself beyond the reality of just, you know, uh, uh, education that is accepted, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, elementary school, high school, college, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's a street education, and also there is a, like, uh, esoteric education. You know what I'm saying? We want to deal with all those levels. We just don't want to deal with one dimension. We want to deal with, uh, you know, four and five dimensions. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of person that we want to become to the point to where we can think and we can, like, see the position that we're in as black people and organize and come up with a uh, uh, an effective program to, you know, put forth our our agenda, our, our uh, you know, concerns and and issues, you know, where our issues become mainstream, you know what I'm saying, where we change the narrative. We don't let nobody speak for us, you know what I'm saying. You know, they put a lot of black folks on CNN and Fox that be puppeting, like, what they want uh, to kind of uh, look at us as, you know what I'm saying. But no, no, we want to we wanna trump that, and we want to change the narrative. We want to speak for ourselves, you know what I'm saying. We don't want to let them use puppets to to basically channel their their agenda for us. We want to channel our own uh, agenda. We want to put our own, uh, you know, realities out there. And that's the only way that we're going to be, like, uh, you know, uh, moving forward. You know, Obama ran on his second administration uh, on a campaign of, 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 forward, of forwardness, but I don't know if it was really forward. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought that Obama was a, a brilliant person. He was a handsome guy, had a had a had a nice smile. He he was articulate, but honestly, I don't really think he did anything for us. He did stuff for like the gay community. He did stuff for like the Latin community. Uh, you know, uh, he did stuff for Native American community. Hey, and hey, hey, one thing he did do, he was a cold hit man too, because he killed all the world leaders all around the world. Gaddafi, Gaddafi was a supporter of uh. Of African, like uh, you know, uh, Afrocentric, uh, you know, uh, agenda. You know what I'm saying? You know, and and uh, basically, uh, Gaddafi was eliminated under his administration. Gaddafi was eliminated, you know, uh, because he was trying to to naturalize his oil, and he wanted to become independent of of the American dollar. He wanted to create uh, his own currency, his own, and, and and take it back to where it was backed by gold. You know what I'm saying? Because the the money that's in the United States is is no longer backed by you know uh, you know silver and gold. It's basically created out of thin air. That's what they call it fiat currency. And he knew this, so he wanted to get off of that fake money. You know what I'm saying? It's counterfeit. You know what I'm saying? There's no value to it. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it has no backing. So he wanted to create a new currency. Once they found this out, all of a sudden he becomes a threat. You know what I'm saying? He becomes the person that is his country is supposedly 
housing the reality of ISIS. You know what I'm saying? You know, and and through propaganda, you know, uh, we we buy it. They sell it to us through the media, and then we we support all this nonsense. And they killed they killed an innocent man just because he wore shades and dashikis, and they thought he was strange based on how he dressed. They always come out saying that oh he was he was. Uh, bombing his people and all that kind of stuff. That's the same old trick that they use to justify basically, you know, killing an innocent man to to basically dwarf his plans to become independent uh, of the American dollar. You know what I'm saying? They did that to Saddam Hussein too. They did the same thing to Saddam Hussein. He wanted to naturalize the oil, you know what I'm saying, to make it better for his people. He wanted his people to benefit more than, than European countries. So they had to eliminate it. You know what I'm saying? It made no sense for us to go over there because what set it off was the reality of uh, the whole Twin Towers being bombed, and and they're and they're saying that it's uh what's his name, so, uh, uh, Bin Laden. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, so, right. It being Bin Laden, so we 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 now we are attacking uh 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 you know Iraq for weapons of mass destruction. You know what I'm saying? So how how the hell does that? What's what's the connection there? You know what I'm saying? So it's all like a, a scheme, a Ponzi scheme, you know, with their agenda behind, you know, doing all of this. One agenda was the reality of, of eliminating any threat of, uh, of uh, new currency or, or, or Iraq or these brown countries becoming empowered, you know, by their own or use of their own natural resource. You know what I'm saying? And then the other hand was basically, you know what I'm saying, to – uh, you know, uh, forward the agenda of 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 the military industrial complex because if you if you don't have war, so our 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 country supports a lot of corporations basically that uh you know produce military weaponry and they sell it all over the world. You know, so if right, there's no right. market, if there if there's no market, then you're not making any dollars. So they create phony wars basically to. To sell their weapons, so we had to create an enemy in Saddam Hussein. Even though not not Saddam Hussein, well, they they did create an enemy with Saddam Hussein, but they had to say that Bin Laden was this 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 rogue Islamic you know terrorist. You know what I'm saying? They created like you know uh, a new threat. You know what I'm saying? Like when we was growing up, it was the communists, the communists this. You know, but after the Cold War, you know, during the Reagan era, you know, which they used, you know, uh, what's his name of uh, Bin Laden through the Mujahideen to to fight off the, uh, to the the Soviets. You know what I'm saying? They used them. You know what I'm saying? To 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 basically you know stop you know Russia. You know what I'm saying? To, to stop the Cold War when that was no threat anymore. You know what I'm saying? It became not a threat because of the Mujahideen. You know what I'm saying? With with Bin Laden being the leader. You know what I'm saying? So so all of a sudden Bin Laden becomes the uh, the enemy. You know what I'm saying? You know, after we supported, like, and trained him, you know, through the CIA and all that kind of stuff like that, you know, now he's the, the one that, that was, like, like, you know, was the enemy or the, the, the one that blew up the Twin Towers. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that gave us the excuse to go over in Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, in the name of some phony enemy that they created when in actuality it was basically to sell more weapons because at the time, you know, Dick Cheney, you know, he was vice president. And on the board of uh, of uh, Halliburton, you know what I'm saying. So in order for them to make money, you know what I'm saying, we have to have war. 
they always just tell us, like, you know, war is a good time for the economy. It's not a good time for the economy. It's a good time for the elitist economy because they are making billions of dollars a week. You know, they were spending $10 billion a month, you know what I'm saying, in, in Iraq during that, during that time. You know, I had, I, had, wow. I had a friend of mine who went over there. He worked as, like, in the kitchen serving food. He was making $80,000 a month, $80,000 a month. So you can imagine the money they were making off the government. You know what I'm saying? These are things that they, they, they don't teach us and they don't tell us the truth about. And in the media, they give this whole propaganda of, like, you know what I'm saying, we got this enemy, and you see the American population, you know, uh, circling around the flag and saying, yeah, you know, kill Saddam Hussein, kill Bin Laden, and all that kind of stuff. You know, of course, in the, during Obama's administration, they came out with this, uh, uh, you know, you know, we killed uh, Bin Laden, we got it. You know, you show the picture of him, some phony-ass picture, you know. It's just like it, everything is based on propaganda, basically, to sell you know, weapons and, and, and to make money for the elitist white culture. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, this is a game that they have been playing. This is a game that they play with us as black people in the game that they actually continue to play. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place, but, you know, I appreciate yeah, no, 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 talk, no, you know? no. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, you're hitting right yeah. points, though, and that's what, you know, we've got to recount people's minds. To remind them, you're just making people remember so much stuff. You've got to be the people that scatterbrain. They scatterbrains anyway. Yeah, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, stuff going on out here. I mean, it's the personal responsibility to catch what they need to catch. Yeah, man. We we have you to this I mean? conversation. Yeah, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about it more than we talk about Betty Wap. More than we talk about like, you know, uh schoolboy Q. More than we talk about like the the Atlanta's housewives. You know, more than we talk about love and hip hop. You know, we, we have to talk about the politics of what's happening and where where we fit in in it, you know what I'm saying, to empower ourselves to, you know, look at the situation, to see where we are, you know what I mean, so we can come up with an agenda for ourselves and organize just like they did in the 60s. You know, history is cyclical. It repeats itself. So there is going to be another time when we are, we are bold and we're standing up and we're saying, we're not going to take this shit no more. We're going to set our own. Hey, hey, we can't, hey man, we can't cuss on there, brother. And oh, we can't cuss on there. I, I keep forgetting. Hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. I ain't tripping. Yeah, my bad. I just get so passionate <laughs> about all this that kind of stuff. I just got to start. Oh, I got a bad <laughs> mouth, too, man. Hey, I, hey, I haven't cussed on here before, brother. Yeah, you done my said bad. more positive than anything, so it's all good, man. You know, yeah, we're on for, Yeah, forgive me, people. I don't, I don't mean to, you know what I mean? Bad language, you know what I'm saying? Man, they got stuff on TV, man. You see what they say on TV? (laughs) Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, this is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. Go to www.T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Compton Politics on Monday night at 7.30 worldwide at Pacific Coast time. Um, This guy tonight is really powerful. coming with some great, great information. Uh, how can they get in contact with you? How can they find your music? You know what I'm saying? And do you perform well, anywhere? Do you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? What do you have? Yeah, for the yeah, people we, that we, we do. We, yeah, we do perform. We actually performed back in October. Man, it was a great performance. We were downtown. DJ Quick was on the bill. You had like the Loonies on the bill. You know what I'm saying? You had CeeLo on the bill. We performed with those cats, man, downtown in October. The thing is, right now, our boy Extreme Man. 
You know what I'm saying? He actually he's actually locked down right now. He's a good dude, but he got caught up into a situation, and he got unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, got caught up into a situation where he's he's right now he's locked down. He's probably gonna be there till March. You know what I'm saying? So right now we're not performing. You know what I'm saying? You know, free extreme. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to put that out there. Free, free my brother extreme. But once right. we get out, we're we're gonna we're gonna move forward with our conscious level movement, and and like you know, uh, you know, putting up the banner of uh, you know, conscious like hip hop and stuff like that. And like I said earlier, you can go to Reverb Nation, Reverb Nation, and 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 look up uh, conscious level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, conscious level is a you know we have videos. You know what I'm saying? We have music. On, on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, you know. But Conscious Level is spelled C-O-N-S-C-I-O-S, excuse me, S, excuse me, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S, level, L-E-V-E-L, Conscious Level. You know what I'm saying? Please go on our Reverb Nation, become a fan. Please go to our iTunes, you know what I'm saying? You look us up on iTunes, you know, iTunes Conscious Level, and basically, you know, buy our music, you know what I'm saying? You know, and you 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 won't be uh, let down. You know what I'm saying? You know, we we're from like the old school where we we are uh, what I call edutainment. We we are educating through entertainment. You know what I'm saying? We want to provoke thought. We want to we want we want to provoke critical thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, we are three individuals. You know what I'm saying? I'm a black activist. You know what I mean? We got uh, Theta Salazar. You know, we call him Salazar. He is a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? He's a criminal and entertainment lawyer. And um, um, and our brother Extreme, you know what I'm saying? His perspective comes from the street. Very intelligent brother, man. He's actually wrote a book. He's a metaphysical brother as well from a street perspective and stuff like that. You know, right now he's locked down. We're waiting on him to come back home so we could uh, get back out there and do our thing. You know what I'm saying? He's a very positive brother. Got much love for him. So I want to put out there free extreme. You know what I'm saying? Much love to you, extreme. If you happen to be out there listening, you know what I'm saying? I want to give you some props, man. He's a prolific writer. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, please go on to our site. Please check out our music. Please become a fan. Buy our music. You know what I'm saying? Because we are, we are putting it down for, like, not just our people, but we are basically telling truth where anybody can go on and, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, take what we're saying, do the research, fact check it, and fact check it, and and uh, use it as a seed to uh, basically, you know, uh, you know, uh, get out there and find out what's going on and get involved. You know, uh, as an activist, or if you want to become a lawyer, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, we as black people, I feel like we need to infiltrate the system. We need to be. We need to become lawyers. We need to become. We need to become police. We need to become politicians we need to be we, we need to become politicians that create policy you know what i'm saying we need to run for office and when we run for office we need not to just you know support like uh corporate agenda we need to we need, we need to have agenda that help the people you know what i'm saying you know gil garcetti he is like the mayor now and you know you know he's an architect and uh and I look at it like this, you know, I see like now they've created a lot of the, you know, with him being an architect, and now they're, they're building the train system through, uh, you know, the Crenshaw area. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's an architect, mind you. you keep that in mind. And they're also, they came up with these uh, these earthquake, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forgot the name of it, where, where they are refortifying like the parking lots for, 
for like apartments with certain underground parking and stuff like that. You know, you know, he's an architect, like I said before. So what they're doing is, you know, they are making people, you know, uh, that own apartments, you know, spend, you know, thousands of dollars to to get in code with, you know, with uh, restabilizing, you know, their you know, uh, you know, underground par- apartment, you know, uh, uh, with a certain fortification, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And they're, 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 the, the, the bad thing about this is, you know, they are, they're, they are making people pay all of this money, even if you don't have it. If you don't get in cold, then you're in jeopardy of losing your property. You know what I'm saying? It, what, what I look at it is like a different type of a seed for gentrification where, you know, they can come in if you don't fall in cold because you can't afford, you know, $20,000 to get this process done uh, to come in and take your property, you know, and they have you going to, like, you know, the people that they, 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 they want you to go to in terms of, like, you know, uh, the, 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 the construction guys, you know, uh, to uh, make this, uh, to, be, to you know, to, to fortify your, your apartment, you know what I'm saying? You know, going back to what I said, you know, Gregor said he's a he's a he's an architect, and and you can't tell me that like he's not surrounded by people that are benefiting from it, like people that he know, you know, that are benefiting from these projects. You know what I'm saying? The whole train, uh, you know, project is a billion dollar you know project, and guaranteeing indirectly, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that some of his people that he know got contracts, which is similar to the reality of. Like when they when we started the war with uh, Cheney, you know, and allowing Holliburton uh, uh, to get these no bid contracts, you know what I'm saying? The same thing is happening on the lower level, even in Los Angeles. You know, people think that Gil Garcetti is this, uh, you know, this 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 person that's progressive, you know. But I look at it like in the name of progressive, you know, uh, the, these tricks are still taking place. You know, even like on on Venice, I kind of live in the mid city area. You know, and uh, they're trying to make it like against the law to to for RVs to park on Venice because what it, what happens is because the, the apartment uh, is so damn high. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm cussing again, but it's so high, and <laughs> and, and they they are they are they are trying to make it against the law. You know, people people now because the apartment is so high, they become homeless. People have found ways to survive. What they've been doing is they buy these like old RVs and they're parking on. Places like Venice, you know, there's free right. parking, you know what I'm saying, where they can just stay there. So they're trying to make it against the law, you know, uh, to for them to do that, you know what I'm saying. And it's basically forcing people to homes. And when there's no, like, real housing, you know what I'm saying, for the homeless people, they're not putting a lot of, though they're doing all this building, they're not building a lot of, like, housing for, you know, for, for, for the homeless. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, so. So on one level, it looks like there is like, oh my God, this guy—he's economically—he has economic prowess. He's coming in. He's—he's—he's, he's, he's, uh, you know, making money for the city. But it's again, just like we were using city revenues at the expense of the people. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the name of 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 looking like, oh, I'm making it happen. You know, I'm. This is I'm. I'm the mayor, and look at me, and this is what I have done for the city. You know what I mean? It's like corporate reality at the at the disadvantage of the people. Corporate advancement at the disadvantage of the people. 
You know what I'm saying? And we have to eliminate that. We have to, like, challenge these. We have to go to these council meetings. We have to go down there and talk and stand up, not just for, for, for when, like, cops, you know, uh, beat up blacks or homeless people downtown. We got to go when it comes to, like, the economic pot. We got to fight, you know, for these laws that try to, try to damage, you know, the reality of people being able to survive, man. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, man, you see the, the cost of living of L.A.? You know, oh, man, it's, so it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. You know, and then they come up with this this old phony, uh, you know, policy talking about they're gonna change the uh, by by uh, you know uh, the year two thousand twenty one twenty two that the 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 minimum wage is gonna be fifteen dollars an hour. I'm like, by then, you know, it's like you, we're gonna need twenty five dollars an hour to survive. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're gonna need fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, exactly, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember when it was reported on the news, it's like people were, like, screaming and yelling like they had won. I, I didn't think they went. I, I thought that if, if they decided $15 an hour today, you know, that that's better. But in, in year 2022, come on. You know, rent, rent right now for one bedroom is $1,700. Yeah, and that's in the ghetto. That's in the ghetto. Exactly, man. You know, what, 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 uh, Fifteen dollars an hour in two thousand twenty-two gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, right. it's, it's like this smoke and mirrors. These uh, these old tricks that they play to to make us feel like we're getting something, but we're not. You know, they're presented to us with a happy face and like a celebration, and we embrace it. You know, but it's propaganda. It's not real. It's not. Right. They don't really care about our survival, man. You know, like. We were talking about this too. When I look on, you know, back in the day when I was uh, when I first got here, I used to see black people, even in the jungle, in bus stops. I don't see black people no more. What happened to black people? Hey you know, man, they I gone, think, man. I, yeah, I'm saying like, where are we? What happened to us? You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. I see more Mexicans. I see more whites. I see more Asians. You know, and and I've been in the fragrance industry for a long time. And, uh, you know, I worked at Macy's and stuff like that. Back in the day, you know, there was, like, more opportunity. It was, it was kind of spread across, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had blacks, you had Mexicans. But right now, it's more Mexican. They, they are running the fragrance industry, like, here in Los Angeles, and they're not hiring black people. And I'm not against Mexicans or nothing like that. I don't want to sound like that. You know what I'm saying? That ain't what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to tell you is the paradigm has changed to the point to where when I first got out here, I used to see Mexicans waiting at Home Depot, you know, trying to get jobs. You know what I'm saying? Now, today I see black men out there trying to get jobs at Home Depot. When, when Mexicans, it's like we have, the, the totem pole has changed. Now we're at the bottom, and they, they progress on up. You know what I'm saying? You know, they progress on up. We're at the bottom, and we're disappearing as well. You know, we well, have to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge these patterns and critical think and come up with policy you know what I'm saying, or, or leaders that could uh, uh, promote our agenda to protect, you know, our concerns as well. You know what I'm saying? We have to come alive in our community to basically, you know, uh, you know, establish our power. You know, because right now, in the name of a universal or uh, uh, agenda, in the name of no color lines and stuff like that, we are being, re- we, we are being left behind, brother. We are being left behind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because we spend all our money in material things, cars, 
gold. You know, we spending our money. We know we the highest paid spending people in the world. Super consumer. We spend $200 billion a year, but we only 43 million Americans, black in America, and that's 190 million whites. So how are we spending more money? We all done. We all done three times. We are. We all done four times. Exactly, man. So we have to take responsibility, man. We have to say. Oh. We have to take. We have to take responsibility. We have to teach our children. We have to. We have to educate them. We got to get them in school to get these uh, political science degrees, these law degrees, and put them out there and teach them. Look, you. you we have. You have to go to the front line on that level. We had to go down to the street as we're protesting as well. Ain't nothing wrong with protesting, but if you ain't got no agenda and you got no no legislation or policy, it's just you just dancing and hopping. You know what I'm saying? And hooping and hollering, and it's just rhetoric. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, we, we have to we have to like run for these offices and and set agenda. That that that's how you and, and lobby for that agenda to get passed. You know what I'm saying? Right. The thing got the thing where they where they where they got us is when Alec. The American Legislation Exchange, you know what I'm saying, uh, went back to the Civil Rights Act and and brought out some of the um, the the things that was a part of it. One of them was um, affirmative action. You know what I'm saying? They they tricked the world in believing that 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 affirmative action was reverse racism. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, to me, ain't no such thing as reverse racism. You know what I'm saying? Because number one, we ain't got the we're not in position of power. You know what I'm saying? That's what we got to get. We got to get in those political seats. You know what I'm saying? You know, but anyway, they challenged the reality of that in the same Supreme Court. The next thing you know, California was was creating like uh, uh, these, uh, you know, prop- propositions. Came up with Proposition 209. Proposition 209 basically eliminated affirmative action. And as soon as that happened, all the in- industries started eliminating opportunity for black people. You know, overnight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, you know, I was an actor, man. You know what I'm saying? I was in the game a long time, and I, and I went from auditioning with black men. They they had us in categories. We had types, and my type was a certain type of black man. I was a young guy, and when I go to my audition, I would see other black men such as myself. You know what I'm saying? And and at SAG, you know, the Screen Actors Guild at the time, they had departments, the Affirmative Action Department. So after the Proposition 209 was passed. They came up with diversity. Diversity is an illusion. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to break that down for you. You know what I'm saying? Not, this is what they're doing not only in SAG, but they're doing it across the board. So diversity came into play. So, so I went from auditioning with black men that were my type from have, us having our own department. We had a, you know, like I said, the affirmative action department. They had department for white women, all the so-called minorities, white women, Mexicans, blacks little people, you know what I'm saying, that wouldn't normally be represented in the industry, you know what I'm saying? You know, so whenever we go to auditions, if I was if I was a little person, I would audition with a little person. If I was a white woman, I'd audition with a white woman. If I was Asian, I'd audition with a white Asian. If I was Mexican, I'd audition with, uh, with a Latino, with, you know. If I was black, I'd audition uh, with a black man. So when our diversity came around, I started going to auditions, man, and guess what? I was auditioning against all those groups. So they eliminated the department and they merged us all, they put all the, the minorities together to the point to where the competition was higher. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm going to auditions, you know, they, they call, you get callbacks and then you go to the producer. Now I'm at the producer, me and a white woman, 
They're coming down, okay, who are we going to choose, this black man or this white woman? When in the, back in the day, I was competing with black men. So it created, like, it lumped us all in the same group, you know what I'm saying, to the, to the point of where we weren't able to basically, you know, have a career like we once had. Because after that, that's when my career started actually kind of uh, fading away in terms of, like, the, the, the you know, the, my, my acting career, you know what I'm saying? Things have kind of changed a little bit now because of the, uh, the reality of more uh, networks coming into play. But I'm just saying doing Proposition 209, you know what I'm saying, uh, it changed overnight. And overnight, you, you know, they came back. Uh, our, our thing was like uh, uh, Hollywood was whitewashed again. They came back. You, you remember during the time they were talking about at the Oscars, it was just all white people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You know, yeah, of you course. know every year they take the Oscar I mean, they take the, the Oscar people be all white people. You know what I'm saying? Though the rank and file was a mix, you know what I'm saying, it was a mixed crew. You know, you got all kinds of stuff that's sag. You know what I'm saying? But every time in the auction, it was just all celebrating white, white, the success of white people. You know what I'm saying? And after Proposition 209, overnight, you know, different television shows, all like white series regulars. You know what I'm saying? Then the, the, the firm, uh, what's the name, the um, NWC. NAACP began to complain about it. Then they brought us in as what what, uh, what they call reoccurring. So now reoccurring is different than series regular. Though you are seen a lot as reoccurring because you're reoccurring on the show. Series regular, right. there's a there, there's a different salary. You know, during the time when I was acting, series regulars, man, on the average, the the, the low end of the game was making forty five thousand dollars a week. You understand? So right, it was an right. It was an economic play when they changed the Proposition 209. You know what I'm saying? Like in the black shows, you know, you, you know, like I did Martin, you know, at the time. I think Martin, you know, was making like $90,000 a week. You know, you know what I'm saying? So after Proposition 209 happened, all that, that the, the game just changed, brother, overnight. You know, the opportunity wow. for career, the opportunity. I mean, because you're making that kind of money, man. You think about it. You know, in, in the next year, we had retirement plans. You, we had, like, $90,000 a week, man, you can put that away and save up for retirement. You can have a sweet retirement. You know what I'm saying? But after right. this 209, the whole thing changed, brother. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't just act, it just affect the acting industry. It affected all industries. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened. They started eliminating Mexicans, started getting those jobs at the time. You know, whites, you know, more whites. It just We wasn't even a consideration anymore. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it, we, we didn't we we didn't really understand it, man, because they had a black man um promoting it through and, and, and guess who was the people that was promoting like this like this proposition two nine? It was Alec, the American Legislation Exchange. You know what I'm saying? They paid uh what's his name? Uh Ward Tunnelly was a black man. They used a black man's face to to, to appeal to like uh, you know, the California voters that there was no uh, use for affirmative action anymore, and we and they, and and uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, you had white people that was uh, sensitive about that anyway. You know what I'm saying? You know, they felt like it was uh, like I said, reverse racism anyway. You know, uh, you know, so immediately it passed, it passed, right? And it changed, and it changed a lot. It changed the lives of a lot of black people, man. Changed the lives right, of a lot of black right. people. And it did that because we did not know. We did. We don't know. That's why we got to get involved with these politics, man. 
we got to understand the depth of the legislation and where this agenda is coming from. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned ALEC, the American Legislation Exchange uh, Council. They are a public, uh, you know, policymaking, uh, you know, organization uh, that that that's on the state level. You know what I'm saying? They created legislation like uh, Stand Your Ground. You know what I'm saying? And that Stand Your Ground law came into effect out of Florida. You know when uh, you know you know uh, what's his name uh, Trayvon Martin was killed. You know, you know the 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 Stand Your Ground law got him off when it was obvious that you know this young man was murdered. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at the scenario of like what happened, you know from the uh, the, the 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 call that that the Zimmerman dude made to the police, they told him to stay away. They told him to back off. You know what I'm saying? But he continued to follow this young man, and then you, you hear on the, the, the 911 call that somebody was calling in, you hear uh, Trayvon screaming. People were saying that was Zimmerman. No, it was Trayvon screaming. And, and then, then you hear three shots. He killed him. He murdered him and then got away with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know people say that he wasn't white, but, you know, like I said before, the reality of us as black people, we became the bottom of the totem pole. So, so you know, they became the new progression, and his whole world, his father was a judge and all that kind of stuff, so they was able to get him off, you know what I'm saying? And there it was, injustice against this young man who was just going to the store to get, like, kicking it with his father, going to the store to get him some Skittles and some, like, you know, tea, coming back to the house, you know what I'm saying? You know, just just... You know, being a free young man, free teenager, just being himself, he's a threat and don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it's, it's just it's just shame. Can you hear me okay? Yes, it is, bro. And we're going to be cutting off in about six more minutes. Okay, um, you okay. Know, we've been here for an hour and a half. Uh, like we're I said, wow, wow. <laughs> man, yeah, I, like, yeah, I said, yeah. like I said from the, from the tip top, bro, I'm appreciating you. I see you, you know, from time to time. And I, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to me and inviting me on, man. You know, you know, uh, you know, this is a very powerful show, Compton Politics. You know what I'm saying? Very powerful. You are very intelligent, educated, you know, brother from the streets. You got a lot of great insight. And when we when we talk, I always learn a lot from you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a yeah. pleasure to come on and sit down with you, brother. You know what I'm saying? For real. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. think about you. You you leave me thinking with a lot of things that you have discussed with me when, we, when we're talking at times, you know what I'm saying? Right. You give me a lot of things to, to, to contemplate on, you know what I'm saying? And I just want you to, you know, let you know that, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate you know, I that, you brother. Know, yeah, I want, I want you to keep up the good work, man. This is a powerful uh, medium, you know what I'm saying? It's a pow- powerful platform, you know, uh, you know uh, a forward uh, black man, who, a black man who has, who has experience and insight, you know what I'm saying? coming and giving the opportunity to talk real talk. You know what I'm saying? Not cussing, though. Forgive me for cussing. <laughs> no, yeah, hey, but you know what, man? By the grace of God, man, you know, uh, I have a friend that just opened up a new TV network, man, and do you know uh, Compton Politics is going to television? That's, that, I mean, that's, a, that's a great thing because this is the, the, the platform that we need. We need to talk about, you know, the reality from a perspective such as this, you know what I'm saying? We need to just come with the real and not be caught up with uh, trying to, to, to be politically correct. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. That, you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? A, a lot of truth has been lost because, you know, people, you know, that there's this, this trend of political correctness. We, gotta, we need to eliminate that and just speak, speak our mind. That's one thing I do like about Trump, that he just, uh, just talks from the cuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It may be a little, maybe a little out of control, but, you know, I think that, you know, honesty like that is like we, we need to put that back into the narrative, man. You know what I'm saying? We, need, we really need to put yeah. that back into the narrative. But, but before I go, I know you say you only had six minutes. I wanted to give a shout-out to my brothers, you know, conscious level, you know, Brother Salazar, uh, Brother Extreme, Free Extreme, and we're praying for you to come home soon, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know, Brother brother Wendell Wellman, he's the producer. He makes the music. Please go to Reverb Nation, Conscious Level, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-S-U-S, you know, L-E-V-E-L. Uh, check us out. Go to our uh, iTunes page. Check us out. We're number 50 on Reverb Nation. You go to Reverb Nation, you see all our videos. You know what I'm saying? You see how we get down. And uh, this is Brother Hadouj. You know what I'm saying? You can you can contact me at um at uh you know hi dude um you know um uh, 1965 at gmail dot com. You know what I'm saying? Go listen to our music, man. Support us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, brother uh, Zoe, man, I want to thank you, man, uh, for allowing me to spend this time with you, brother. It's been real, okay? No problem, brother. I appreciate everything. We're going to give it up for my boy, Tim Ross. Uh, he came in with a lot of knowledge. You're going to be able to go back and listen to what he's talking about. Uh, here to the recording in about another hour. I'll actually email it to you, Tim, to where you'll have it, where you can listen to it and play it for your folks, man, your kids. Uh, like I said, Condom Politics, appreciate what you brought to the table. And we can do a part two. That's the whole thing. We can, you can come back. It ain't, you know, this is your first visit. But I always have other shows. Like I said, this is my 170th show. So go play your daily three tomorrow. Let's say 170 on the daily three. You just might win. Um, you got other shows throughout the week. On T25, let me go right. www.t, the number 25cl.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Compton Politics, um, you know, we're going to end this show. Like I said, I want to thank Tim for calling in. And uh, we're going to have a great show next week. It's going to be an open, open forum next week. Uh, come in. listen to Get the app on your phone for T25CL.com. Get the app on your phone and on your computer because we play music 24 hours a day. Just no different than KJLH, 92.3 to beat. We got the same things going on, the same type of music. And uh, check out United We Stand, our movie on the site. Check out all the independent artists. Hey, man, y'all can get y'all music put on this site, and we can sell it for you, too, uh, Tim. That's another no thing. Doubt, no doubt. We, we definitely do that, man. We definitely do that, brother. But I just want to say yeah, one will. thing. I just Go want to ahead. say one thing. Forward never, you know what I'm saying? Forward ever, backward never. Forward ever, backward never. You know what I'm saying? This is the model that, and the mantra that we should repeat. As, as a community, you know, often, you know, forward ever, backward never. Thank you, brother, right. man. I'm out, man. All right. Thanks a lot. Time, so. All right. Push Peace. Five, four, three, two, one. Compton Politics. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.